Welcome to the Talent Acquisition Innovators Radio, the podcast for talent acquisition aficionados, HR lovers, and the recruitment connoisseurs out there looking to get inspired and challenge traditional approaches to hiring. Here, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the recruitment process, engaging fresh talent, managing tough internal hiring dilemmas, and of course, the future of talent acquisition. I'm your host, Adri Smith from Recruity. I'll be quizzing the experts, asking the burning questions, and of course, bringing you great guests each episode. By the end of every episode, we'll offer a few hypotheticals and of course, tips to take back to your team and workplace. For our very first episode, we'll be discussing an increasingly important topic in the talent acquisition space, the candidate experience. Candidate experience is the past, current, and future candidates' overall perception of your company's recruiting process and the overall impression of your company. It starts with the candidate's very first impression of your company. It could be a job description or an in-mail from a recruiter through to the end of the recruitment process. There are any number of stats that you can pull out from the candidate experience, but one interesting one is this. 78% of candidates say the overall candidate experience they receive is an indicator of how a company values its people. Considering the role of recruitment teams in the process of attracting new talent, the candidate experience becomes more than just a trend, but rather a core competency of many recruiters. A good candidate experience can earn your company critical candidate referrals and contribute to a positive candidate experience. A bad candidate experience can turn away future applicants through a poor review on Glassdoor or negative word of mouth. So it's no wonder that many teams are actually looking to refine and optimize this aspect of the candidate journey. Today, we're joined by Charlotte Sheldon, a talent sourcer working at IBM in Amsterdam. She's been working in both agency and in-house settings for the last couple of years, most recently also at Booking.com. Most importantly, she's a recruiter who is passionate about the candidate experience and what it can offer teams that value it. So, Charlotte, welcome. Hi, thank you. Um, If you can tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got interested first uh, in the candidate experience. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, about me, I'm, I'm from the UK originally. I've been living here in Amsterdam for just over a year and a half. Uh, I've been working as a recruiter for nearly three years now and yeah, really enjoying it. Uh, like many, I fell into recruitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't my chosen career path at all. Uh, I actually studied fashion, but I now, yes, really enjoy being a recruiter. I've recruited globally across a number of industries, in-house and also uh, within agency. I love the fulfillment that I get from being a recruiter and being a trusted partner for both candidates, clients and hiring managers. So when it comes to candidate experience, I know that from my own personal negative experience with job applications and the stress that Mm. it can give you when you do have a bad experience with a recruiter, when I was a job seeker, it made me realise the importance of having a good candidate experience and using that feeling when being a recruiter So I know that job searches can be stressful and Mm -hmm. as a recruiter, I like to ensure that this process isn't made more stressful by keeping it as smooth running as possible. Job seekers are now able to also be uh, selective when it comes to their next employer. So it's really, it really Mm -hmm. is a candidate's market. So it's really important to uh, stand out from the crowd and attract the best by differentiating myself amongst the competition. Yeah. So you've already mentioned, I think, dropped quite a few benefits there of what a good candidate experience can offer. Mm -hmm. Are there any other kind of outstanding ones that you you would kind of point out? 
Definitely, as you, you mentioned also in your intro about creating a strong talent pipeline mm-hmm. uh, by having this good candidate experience. So you get the candidate feeling positive, even when they, they don't get the job, it's really important for sure. Uh, negative of candidate experiences can obviously harm the employer brand, mm-hmm. especially as we now live in an era where job seekers are able to share poor experiences, not just offline, but online yeah. through different uh, platforms. So uh, it's a bit like a negative uh, review on a, a product when customers mm-hmm. have a bad experience or they're unhappy with something, they'll complain about it. And it's the same for candidate experience. They'll definitely complain. So why it's important for me, uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, strong employer brand. Um, it can help to reduce costs uh, within the company. So by focusing on parts of the process that matter and using technology as an enabler can improve efficiencies and reduce costs that way. Time to hire can be mm-hmm. end up being reduced. Uh, so if the process is well planned out, it's well mm-hmm. thought out, uh, decision making can be made quicker and then we're less likely to lose a potential hire uh, down the road uh, to another competitor. Candidates are less likely to uh, accept an offer elsewhere um, mm-hmm. by competitors, by counter offers. It helps to build loyalty and trust within the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can also, you know, lead to increased retention if they feel that they are in, you know, a stable position with that trust and loyalty. I think you also mentioned, you touched on it, uh, candidate experience helps to increase referral responses also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the biggest one definitely for me is the pool growth, the talent pool growth. Yeah. It keeps, yeah, active, active talent there. Um, if they remember you, they remember your face, they remember your name, mm-hmm. uh, they'll come back to you later and they'll appreciate that. Yeah, it's yeah. much easier to engage with candidates yeah. uh, if they have a positive experience yeah. with you. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. They have a positive association, therefore they'll be more likely to respond to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Glassdoor reviews. Yeah. I think, well, I also did. Yeah. I think that's kind of one of the more interesting pieces to pick out from the candidate experience Mm. because that's what happens when somebody has a bad candidate experience do you respond to Glassdoor reviews or how do you handle that whole process and I don't respond to them personally myself but I definitely read them when hiring in the future like with things to so for instance if there's a review on there that from a candidate they they've waited over a month or something like that to hear about an experience within the company I obviously bear that in mind with mm-hmm. like response rate or I'll act on that further within the company as a follow-up because it does reflect badly on you in a sense because it's still you're a recruiter for that company and yeah yeah it's your reputation that can also be at harm there as well yeah yeah so you kind of reflect on yes. the the process right yeah okay yeah and in your experience, of course, people go to Glassdoor for a number of reasons, but mm-hmm. most of them, unfortunately, it's the bad reasons. Yeah. For you, what have you seen as the most uh, common bad candidate experiences? I would say probably time to respond is a yeah. big one. Yeah. Or automated uh, emails, okay. uh, which is why myself, uh, personally, I try to stay away from like templates and automated emails. I always like much prefer a telephone call right. or um yeah a personalized email rather than uh just like the robotic mm-hmm. uh, template often the response to that is that 
of course, if you're dealing with a bunch of high volume mm. uh, roles, mm -hmm. then there's no time to respond it's to everyone. Yeah. How do you how do you manage a high volume but also a personalized experience? Ooh, having yeah, a set out calendar really helps. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a tough. It is tough because yeah, it's, you do get high volume applications. I'd say. Yeah, having a set out like calendar, um, mm -hmm. sharing your workload with your colleagues. Yeah, it's hard to get away from that robotic way of of working. Definitely, mm -hmm. it's looking at the the hiring strategy overall. I think and just setting certain timeframes for different tasks. In terms of looking at the hiring strategy as a whole, mm -hmm. how do you factor the candidate experience? Because of course, there are a mm -hmm. lot of moving parts to a hiring strategy. It's yeah. Also, when you hire people, of mm -hmm. uh, what roles you hire for, who's involved, how do you factor the candidate experience into that? Um, just ensuring that you stay, you give that personal touch and prioritizing that, I would say. Yeah, really creating a good time frame mm -hmm. and realistic time frames as well, because candidates can get lost within the process if it is a high volume mm -hmm. so really just ensuring that everything is organized and you're keeping on top of your your time frames and your workload and what is realistic really yeah yeah okay yeah just bearing that in in mind yeah mm -hmm. are there any particular initiatives that you've ever taken on uh, to improve the candidate experience one way or another i would say like it would be with like less of like the generated mm -hmm. emails, templates, stuff like that. I don't think they are helpful. Yeah, they're not nice at all. I think when people have like when templates have put time into their application, like and with their especially with my current role at the moment, there are a lot of different steps involved. So like a cognitive skills test. And okay. Sometimes even like an assessment that they have mm -hmm. to take part in. So when they really put time into those efforts you know put efforts into those stages mm -hmm. to then send an automated email I don't think it's no it's not yeah. the, the nicest of things to do so just yeah, really making sure that you show gratitude definitely nice so I think we talked a little bit about handling uh, reviews online but how do you handle candidates who have had a negative experience generally outside of just online what are the obstacles uh, that you have to overcome to kind of approach yeah. that issue first by putting yourself in their shoes definitely mm -hmm. by showing empathy just really making sure that you understand that they have been they've put time into it they're prepared mm -hmm. they've sometimes traveled they've put money into it maybe by mm -hmm. coming to interviews by doing these applications it can also like affect candidates like self-confidence sometimes mm -hmm. so making sure if they have had a negative experience by making sure that you give them transparent and honest feedback just by being open with them being constructive mm -hmm. I would say that would be my best my first thing to do definitely yeah. um, and also connecting with them as well like afterwards and um, they might not be a you know a good fit or they might have had a bad experience uh, but if you connect with them they could also be a fit for future roles potentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And in terms of collecting feedback, um, obviously mm -hmm. it's from the recruiter, yeah. but it's also probably from hiring managers as yes. well. How does that process go on your end? So first up, I would yeah speak with, I ensure that I have a good uh, relationship with my hiring managers to mm -hmm. make sure that the feedback is like true, it's transparent to them, to the candidate. Mm -hmm. 
And then I would, yeah, ensure it's always uh, a personal phone call. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's a bad, if it's negative feedback to the candidate, I'd also always ensure a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously the candidate experience spans quite a big, yes. uh, big area. Are there yeah. some areas that you feel completely in control of? Are there others that you may not feel as in control of? Because of course, I think everybody has a different perception mm-hmm. of a company or mm-hmm. a person mm-hmm. or an experience. You can have two of the same yeah. people who yeah. go through exactly the same experience mm-hmm. and one mm-hmm. comes out thinking, oh yeah, this is great. Another comes out thinking, this is terrible. I hate mm-hmm. it. Um, alternatively, there's also such, the candidate experience incorporates such a large yes, large yeah. area yeah. or a large time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you control it all? Mm, true, yeah. There's so many like points yeah yeah this from like so the candidate experience it could be identified from when they first go onto the website mm-hmm. and then first do that they read the job description overall it's ensuring that everything flows and mm-hmm. you've got an overall sight of everything to ensure mm-hmm. that the experience is positive so identifying those first key points for a candidate i would say mm-hmm. um and yeah making sure that it's, there's consistency throughout as well mm-hmm. yeah I think um, in bigger organizations, people might have problems with consistency. Mm. Exactly that. Mm -hmm. Are there any recommendations that you could give? So this kind of goes on to my tools answer, but can I mention it anyway? So like using Trello board. um, And yeah, I keep a lot of my candidate like lists within Trello. So, and then you you can have a setting on there where you set a reminder to follow up. Okay. With a candidate. So I use that. I use Trello board every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll have like my candidate pipeline for uh, one job spec within one list and then another. And um, I'll set myself like different labels and different uh, reminders and oh, nice. which come up to say, okay, it's been two, three days since you last spoke to this candidate. It's time to now mm-hmm. follow up with them. Is there any sharing between recruiters in terms of yes. kind of overlap? Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes it's always like using tools like that, using tools like Trello, always make it clear. Yeah. So when it was last, we're quite like transparent with each other as recruiters as to when someone last contacted a candidate um, okay. and having like team, like weekly meetings and stuff like that, we're able to discuss mm-hmm. who's in charge of what. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've already talked a little bit about this, but for somebody just starting out and just starting out kind of mapping out their recruitment processes and how mm-hmm. they want to hire what would you recommend are the first steps to implement a positive candidate experience? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how has kind of mapping this out helped you personally? Mm-hmm. I have like three, my three go-to things. Mm-hmm. So we've already like, yeah, mentioned it, but like consistent communication, that's definitely my first yeah. uh, thing is like not losing track of candidates. So like no matter like what the outcome is, the candidate would always prefer to, hear something rather than nothing good at all so yeah the news is good bad ugly um even if not an update sometimes as well I still keep in touch with the candidate even just to let them know that we're still thinking about them we've not forgotten about them but Mm -hmm. because we haven't got sometimes you get hurdles like from a hiring manager they've not made up their mind yet maybe or Mm -hmm. uh their process has been put on hold so sometimes you do have that and it can get a little bit like frustrating and the candidate starts to think Mm -hmm. starts to think like what's happening so just ensuring that they're kept in the loop Mm -hmm. And then again, being clear and honest when communicating with candidates, showing that you're knowledgeable and trustworthy 
within the process and they could also be your uh, potential colleague as well so you want to give them a good insight into what it's actually like what mm-hmm. the company culture is like as such mm-hmm. also creating a good connection with candidates so for instance like when you are doing like the the application process or the interviewing process uh, have a lunch with them give them a, a tour of the office um, and even if they're not successful like keeping in touch with them via email or linkedin because they can, yeah, they can still be in your pipeline for future, mm-hmm. for future roles. Yep. Yeah. And then they walk away with a good impression. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that uh, kind of introducing them to the company culture is obviously a big part of the candidate experience. Yes. Because you want to give them a good feeling. Yes. You want them to yeah. potentially accept mm-hmm. your offer yeah. or you to give it. Yeah. Um, it's not just our decision within the company mm-hmm. as to whether we hire them. It's theirs as well. Because, yeah, the best talent is being approached by other competitors and other companies yeah yeah so how do you give them that taste are there any key things that you do to give them a good feeling about the company and to really introduce them to what you're all about yeah um I would say I'm as a person I'm really like friendly Mm -hmm. positive um so I think from my first approach as a recruiter when I'm speaking with them via phone or via email it's always positive friendly uh, not just speaking about the application process but just little things like you know, how's your week going and mm-hmm. just different things. And then when inviting them along, as I mentioned, like having a lunch with them is always, mm-hmm. uh, it's always nice. Um, if there's like a ping pong table in the office, just to doing some ping pong to like ease their nerves. Like when they come in mm-hmm. for their interview, just to make them feel a bit less uh, like nervous if they are. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, for our trial days, we always have, um, we always have lunch and then we yeah. also have a ping pong uh, yeah. around the table yeah. session, oh, nice. which is uh, quite nice because, yeah. of course, that's part of our company culture. Yeah. yeah. But especially when you consider how willing or well, how able uh, candidates are to choose between companies these yeah. days, the mm-hmm. candidate experience becomes, yeah, sometimes a deciding factor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had instances where candidates have chosen another company or have chosen you specifically because mm-hmm. of the experience? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so like I've had a candidate before, which is they've had a background in science, mm-hmm. but they've had a good experience with us application wise. They enjoyed the candidate experience that they had when they came in. It was a an assessment day. So they had okay. two interviews on the day, but lunch was provided and refreshments. And um, there's a dart board in one of our offices, actually. Okay. So he was... Uh, playing darts with some of his potential like future colleagues and he just had really enjoyed it he like got to see where he could potentially be working like the layout of the office Mm -hmm. the uh, facilities and stuff like that so even though he originally he wasn't sold on the opportunity we actually uh, sourced him to come and work for us he Mm -hmm. then came into the, the office and thought okay this is actually for me it's a complete you know career change but yeah I want to pursue this yeah, so just that point of the kind of experience just, yeah, proved that with this applicant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's quite a, yeah. quite a nice yeah, uh, success nice. story. Yeah. 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 So I know um, you already talked about Trello a little yeah. bit. Are there any other tools that you would recommend uh, when it comes to managing yeah. uh, the whole uh, candidate experience? Mm-hmm. So we do have a really good um, in-house uh, like ATS system that we're working with at the moment, mm-hmm. which does allow you to set reminders, set deadlines, set like timeframes. It keeps you gives you a good 
uh, organized list. But I know that I mentioned uh, Trello as well. I like to have that because of the different the labels and deadlines and stuff that you can set on there. Mm-hmm. Use having a good calendar on your, even on your phone or on your laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that can help, but not just that, but a good, uh, I actually still use Excel. Yeah. Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because you have all like the different tabs. Yeah. If you do want a big <clears throat> sheet, like I know it sounds so old fashioned considering yeah. all of like the software that we have. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I do like a good Excel sheet. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just helps for me as a recruiter, not for everyone. I know a couple of other people do, but not everyone uses it. But just for me personally, I like having that overview or maybe it's like, um, a process flow like laid out in the Excel sheet as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And it's good for keeping track of candidates, I feel. Like, because you can do like week after week. Yeah. You've spoken to. Yeah. Yeah. For sourcing, especially. Yeah. And I think yeah. uh, with reminders, sometimes you need uh, that extra nudge to give someone a call. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Thanks. For sure. Like notifications mm-hmm. that you can set as well on your phone. Yeah. So obviously the candidate experience is uh, massive mm-hmm. uh, and there's no time to cover it all. Yeah. Um, so we'll leave it for this episode. Okay. Um, but thank you so much for joining thank us, Charlotte. You. Thank you for inviting me. And hopefully we'll have you back soon. Yes. Speak to you soon.